Welcome to Recharge the Soul Show, a place where we aspire to take our tips and tools we teach in our mind, body, and soul recharging women's retreats and put them in this here podcast. You're wanting to up-level, uplift, and shift into a constant flow state of joy, then you came to the right space. And we are your hosts. She's my daughter, Bailey. And she's my mom, Ann, aka the Shaman Mom. We could not be more grateful to have you here with us. And we hope you enjoy. Hi, everyone. We are so excited to be here again with all of you. I'm here with my co-host. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode. Bailey Code and I are out on another adventure. We're not in Ruby, but if you remember the Winnebago from last year, we were out on an RV trip, but we're with Hank the Leprechaun, who is, um, it's been an interesting RV trip so far. We miss Ruby a little we, bit. We, miss Ruby. we, we took we her had. for granted. <laughs> it's so true. It's so true. So we will talk more about our adventures. We're just getting started really with, with this one. And we're in Utah right now. So we're actually doing our podcast um, from, is this, what is this town, Bailey? Oh, Deschutes man. or is it? It's near Vernal. It's near Vernal. That's, that's, <laughs> that's close enough. But, it, but it's really interesting to see how people all across the United States live and how how it just, how the energy shifts, you can feel it mm-hmm. in the air. It, here it feels super conservative and very grounded. Yeah. And uh, very mm-hmm. outdoorsy. Mm-hmm. Um, it's so interesting because I think that so much, so many times, so many, much people talk about traveling outside of the United States, but there is so much diversity just within mm-hmm. the United States and our country. So yeah, mm-hmm. it's crazy even just going like two hours one way and it's, you feel like you're in a completely different, almost culture. Mm-hmm. So. so we're in our sound booth inside the RV <laughs> and we did. And yesterday we were so fortunate to be on here with Olivia De Janeiro, De Janeiro. I love her last name. I want to say it like De Janeiro pizza, but I'm not going to do that, <laughs> but I just couldn't stop myself because go she- for it. we were so fortunate to spend um some time with her yesterday on her podcast her she is a spirit called the spiritual journalist she went from being a reporter a tv reporter Mm -hmm. and now she does all kinds of amazing things goddess night out in sacramento Mm -hmm. helping women connect and dance and find uh, freedom of movement in a safe arena. And then also she does astrology charts. She tapped into ours, mm-hmm. which I need more. <laughs> I want you to know, <laughs> Olivia. And, um, but what a fascinating journey you've been on. So we're, we're excited that you're on here yesterday. We were on her podcast and um, she'll be sharing that. So please everybody follow the spiritual journalist mm-hmm. on Instagram. She shares so much daily. You get so much value from her every single day. You won't regret it. But to get started, tell us first about how did you go from being a TV reporter to a spiritual journalist? Well, you called it a journey and it definitely has been. If you told me two years ago that I would have quit my job in TV, I would have laughed in your face uh, because being a TV reporter and a news anchor was my dream job for so long. And getting back to Sacramento and working in Sacramento was the dream for me. And I got there and I did it and I loved it for so long. And like so many people, I'm sure who are listening and like the two of you, I now know the pandemic really shook things up for me. 
Um, and you know, just to be completely honest, my partner and I were working at the local news station together. That's how we met. And when we went into lockdown, the station approached us and said, do you two want to work together exclusively? And we loved working together. So at first we were so excited. We're like, yes, we get to spend every day together. We don't have to work with anybody else, you know, just more comfortable that way. But essentially, they sent us home with a news car and all the news gear, and we would leave our house, go out, report on scene wherever we needed to go that morning, and come back home. And as you know, everybody was quarantining. Mm -hmm. So essentially, we were spending 24 hours a day together. That's a lot. It was too much. (laughs) It was too much. Um, And he had wanted to get out of news for a long time. So it got to a point where just a breaking point where I said, you've got to quit. You know, we had already started our own videography photography business. Mm -hmm. So we had other income coming in and I said, okay, you've got to quit. So then for a long time, I was driving myself out to scenes and meeting photographers there and just spending a lot more alone time, honestly. And between my live shots, I was listening to podcasts and I was really going through this huge dark night of the soul, spiritual awakening, uh, which is a story in itself. But essentially, I got this ping to start tweeting every day about the astrology transits. I'd started filling in on the weather wall, doing uh, fill-in weather for the local news station. And I loved that I could just be off the cuff and share my personality And it was a little bit less scripted. I could do that at live reports too, but something about weather, it was just more fun. And I thought, oh, it'd be so cool if I could just include astrology in this. And even my co-anchors would ask me on full moons, what does this mean? And I would share a little bit on air and something just sparked in me. Like this could be a thing. I could have a morning show just with astrology transits. So I got the ping to start tweeting the transits and every day between my live shot, I was spending a lot of time looking them up and really studying them through tweeting them out. And, um, then one day I was driving from Stockton to Sacramento because we covered Stockton as well. And I had been following the holistic psychologist. I love her work. And I thought, Mm -hmm. I love how you just see her profile and you automatically know this is what she's about. She's a psychologist, but she takes a holistic approach. And then I just got another download. You should call yourself a spiritual journalist because you're a journalist. And I I still identify as a journalist in a lot of ways. I want to be that bridge between people who are knowing and have this information to share and people who are curious. And so it was just over the course of several months that I was kind of following these intuitive hits. And then it just was so alive in my heart that I really couldn't take being at my day job anymore. And so, uh, you know, the universe provided a lot of other gifts to me along the way. I was able to refinance my house at a really great time. So I had this kind of security net. And in October of 2021, I left my job. Of course, there were a lot of other signs kind of pushing me out the door along the way. I had a boss that had just started that I did not jive with. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, and now I'm here and it's been nine months, 10 months now. And my life looks completely different in the best way. Wow. Only nine or 10 months. So what does your typical day look like now? It's a great question. So um, 
every day is a little bit different. I'm running like four businesses at the same time, which I know is not sustainable, but I'm also in this like really phase of building right now. So most days I get up and I send out a little takeaway of the transits on Instagram. I just posted on my story. And then around nine or 10 AM, I go live on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram with the, the transits of the day. It's called today's transits. And I just go through the main astrology transits of the day. What's happening astrologically. A lot of times we end up having conversations with people in the chat about what they're going through or what's happening in their chart. So I love doing things live because it's a co-creation. You know, it's not just me putting out a video. Sometimes people who are in the chat who are very attuned to astrology as well will say, oh, I was thinking of this this way, or would this make sense with this transit? And it's you know, it's so divine. I'm like, I'm so glad you said that. And something clicks within me. So mm-hmm. um, that's how I start my mornings. And then the rest of the day is usually just working on either videography work through our company moment media. I also help manage a local studio here in Sacramento called studio 11. And there's a, a dance, a performing arts center there that I help do media for dance 10 Um, And then working on podcast episodes for my weekly conversations on the spiritual journalist. So it's a lot of things always happening. But, you know, as my friends and family have been checking in on me recently, like you're doing a lot. How are you doing? My response is always I love everything I am doing. So it just doesn't feel like work. It just feels like I'm having fun with everything I'm doing. Um, which is a little bit of a balancing act, but I'm just so grateful to have the freedom to do all these things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I love, I love so much just your story and how you got to what you're doing now and all these creative projects that you're in love with versus, I mean, a year ago, you were probably in a completely different position, but I love your story just because it shows people that if you trust your intuition and if you open up to listening that the universe was so guiding you into this direction you're like oh I think that spiritual journalist sounds like something that resonates with me and then that led you to the next thing and then that led you to the next thing and I mean my mom and I were talking about it and we're all like she is really good at what she does and Mm -hmm. all the different things that you put out and how Mm -hmm. consistent you are Mm -hmm. how how long had you been studying astrology for prior to really making this big transition in your life? Well, I've always loved astrology. I've always resonated with it. And I think back to high school, my best friend was born three days after me and I would, you know, this is before smartphones. So I would like print out our Yahoo horoscopes and bring them to gym class and we would read them. And it's so funny because mine were always spot on. I'm a Virgo and a Virgo rising, which I'm sure we'll get into. So I was like, this makes sense. And even though she was born three days after me, she'd be like, this does not make sense for me. And we were just kind of like, huh, weird. Um, And fast forward years later, I would dabble here and there. I would learn about this and that. And when I moved back home to Sacramento, I had this very synchronistic moment. I went to 
another friend of mine was having a birthday party and her sister had been deeply studying astrology. So we got into a conversation and she started telling me about all these things she was learning. And it really opened me up to how much deeper astrology can be. So I started looking into the nitty gritty of my birth chart. And then I started looking into my parents' birth charts. And I was living with my dad when I moved back home. Um, and I was feeling like tension between me and my mom. And once I saw her birth chart, it was just this huge acceptance, like, oh, this is just how you are. And this is why you are the way you are. And instead of me wanting you to be different or wondering, why are you this way? It just allowed me to see her in a totally different light. So from there, it was just constantly when I was talking to people, looking up their charts, getting a little bit more into it. But once I got that intuitive hit to start tweeting about the transits, it was like studying daily. You know, I was spending probably an hour a day really getting familiar with the different aspects between planets, what they meant. Um, so it had been years in the making, but it was a good six months of daily commitment to studying them and showing up and tweeting about them to get comfortable enough being able to go on camera and off the cuff, just talk about the energy and what it meant. And, um, you know, cause I knew I'd have to be at that level to be conversational and be live with it. So it was a good six months of studying. And it's funny because I recall probably about a year ago today, my boss, the new boss who came in, called me into his office and he pulled up my Twitter and he said, you know, almost your entire Twitter is you talking about astrology. Like, that's not what we hired you to do. And I was up my own spiritual evolution to just kind of be cool about it and be like, yeah, you're totally right. How about this? How about I make another Twitter account that's just for the TV station and kind of talked him into that. And I think he, and I had a good following already. So I think he was assuming that I would make something separate for astrology, but it is as minute as that seems me being like, no, the account that I've created that I've been running for many years now that's going to be my astrology account and I'll create an aside a separate thing mm -hmm. for news because I knew I was on my way out and that you know I I just it was going to be a different focus so um yeah it that's when I started noticing okay I, I can't keep doing both at the same time there's going to be a conflict of interest at some point so fascinating how the universe always comes up to nudge us along the way Mm -hmm. always, you know, I want to ask you, because I know we spoke about it yesterday, but what is your, what sign is your husband? He is a Capricorn, but he is an Aquarius rising and an Aquarius moon. So he's like all Capricorn and Aquarius. Wow. That's my husband. Like we talked about yesterday is also a Capricorn. So Virgos and Capricorns are usually really good together. Um, yes. can you explain to our listeners, because not everybody knows the difference between their son their moon and their rising, what they, they always think, Oh, I know my son. So I know everything. Yes, I would love to. So your sun sign is the sign we're all familiar with wherever the sun was the season you were born. So, you know, Lorianne, you're a Virgo Bailey, you're a Leo. We're pretty familiar with those signs. 
our rising sign is what sign the horizon was in the moment we were born. So I love to talk about our birth charts, like a snapshot of the energy, the moment you came into the world. And what's really cool too, you know, speaking to a mother daughter is that Bailey's chart was actually the transit you were experiencing and going through when you gave birth to her, which is just a whole other perspective you can get into. Um, but your rising sign is kind of that first impression, how you dawn on people, how other people perceive you, whereas your sun sign is more your personality, your essence, um, just kind of you, right? Like when people get to know you, but your moon sign takes it a layer deeper and our moon represents our internal self, our emotions, what we're nurtured by. So I like to say, your moon is who people see when they really get to know you, when they peel back the layers or maybe have a more intimate relationship with you. So those are kind of what we call our big three in astrology, our sun, moon, and rising. And I want to go back to what I was talking about with the horoscopes, mm -hmm. because a lot of the horoscopes you read are actually based on your rising sign. So Many people don't realize that. And yes, sometimes your sun sign resonates as well, but our rising sign sets up the whole orientation of our birth chart. All of the houses, all of the placements are based on our rising sign. Mm. So when you're reading your horoscope, what the astrologer is doing is essentially telling you which part of your chart the energy is playing out in. And that's based on your rising sign. So if you're ever reading a horoscope and thinking like, this doesn't make sense, check back in with your rising sign. You can find so many free birth chart calculators online, including on my website and see if that brings a little bit more clarity. You do have to know your exact birth time, because like I said, it's where the sun or where the horizon was. You got to know exactly what time you were born. Um, but our rising plays a bigger role than many people realize. So my best friend, I'm a Virgo sun and a Virgo rising. Virgo horoscopes completely make sense to me and always have because mm -hmm. my sun is in the same sign as my rising. But her rising sign is completely different. She's a Capricorn rising. So she would read the horoscopes and be like, this doesn't make sense. But if we were just reading the Capricorn horoscopes, they probably would have made sense for her. So that's just a little tidbit if you're not quite resonating with your horoscopes. Mm -hmm. That's such good information. Cause I've heard that before and I'm like, Oh, and then once I started looking more into my rising and kind of paying attention to that, it, it definitely made more sense. So what's your moon? Because you said that both your other two are in Virgo. I'm a Scorpio moon. <laughs> ah, your Scorpio moon. That's yeah. Funny. Yeah. Which it's, I tend to find other Scorpio moons. I'm just drawn to them. So we really <laughs> like intimate, deep conversations, um, which, you know, that's what nurtures me. And also Lorianne, we were talking about this yesterday, but you have a zero degree moon in Taurus. I believe I have a zero degree moon in Scorpio. So our moons are exactly opposite, but when we have a zero degree moon, it's like, we've got a lot, of, lot to learn in that area of our life. So, you know, you probably had a lot to learn about money and comfort and luxury and values in your life. Mm -hmm. My Scorpio moon at zero degrees, 
I've had a lot to learn about anger, about the depths of my emotions. And something else that's really interesting that not a lot of people know is children tend to express their moon signs up to about five years old. So that can be really helpful if you have young children too, to understand their energy, they might be expressing their moon more. You know, my mom was like, you are a really intense child. I had a lot of anger and just like a lot of big emotions as a kid. And if only my mom knew astrology and just was like, oh, you're just this poor little Scorpio moon having all these big feelings, you know, (laughs) that can be so helpful and so validating. Mm -hmm. I love that. Yeah. Astrology. It's so, it's so interesting how much it can really give you so much insight. And I was curious, um, do you ever look at like the collective astrology, um, for maybe say, like the next six months or 12 months, or do you, do you kind of just keep it to the day-to-day? I'm very day-to-day. I do look at what's coming up, what's ahead. Um, you know, that's like a goal of mine to do more projecting forward, but right now I'm just like really in the day-to-day, which is a very Virgo thing to just be (laughs) very, you know, my schedule, the daily, um, the details, right. Mm -hmm. But, um, yeah, there are, there are major transits that we'll like look forward to, or know that they're coming when there are big conjunctions happening. We just had a big conjunction in Taurus, actually Mars, Uranus, and the North node were all conjunct about a week ago. So big changes happening. We're coming on, onto the, the full moon in Aquarius, which has a lot of really tense aspects. So I more look at like what's going on in the moment with everybody. How is it going to affect everybody? There are so many different kinds of astrology too. You know, you can really get into the weeds of it, but overarchingly the angles the planets are making to each other are the same across every kind of astrology, regardless of what sign they're in or, you know, what the energy of that sign means the angles the planets are making are affecting us all the same way. So that's really what I try to focus on when I'm forecasting or when I'm talking about the transits. Beautiful. And I do want to ask you about, cause it, is it a super, super moon in Aquarius coming up? It's on what day is it on? And what does, what could that entail as far as this week's energy? Yeah. So it is a super full moon. In fact, the last three full moons have been super moons. Um, And that's because the moon is closer to earth. The moon's path isn't a perfect, you know, sphere or circle. It's an elliptical. So um, when the moon is moving through, um, let me think about it, Capricorn, Aquarius, Sagittarius, those signs, it's closer to earth, which is why it appears bigger and fuller and why it's a super moon. But this super moon is in Aquarius and it's forming a conjunction to Saturn. Saturn is known as the great malefic. It has a lot of negative energy associated with it, but it's like that father energy. Saturn, like one of my astrologer friends calls it big daddy Saturn, which I think is hilarious. (laughs) Um, But it's like that paternal energy of kind of the enforcer. It teaches us harsh lessons. That's why when we talk about our Saturn return, we usually learn a lot of really intense, harsh lessons through our Saturn return. Um, So with this 
with this full moon being conjunct Saturn, there's likely a lot of lessons coming up for a lot of people. The full moon is also squaring Uranus, which is the planet of rebellion, change, freedom. So there's this kind of shakeup energy happening right now. And it's also forming a T-square to the north and south nodes. The north node represents our collective purpose, direction, the energy we're here to embody, the lessons we're here to learn. And the south node represents our karmic past, maybe past lives, past lessons we learn, old versions of ourselves that we're shedding. So this full moon really does feel like this pivotal moment. Yeah. And, you know, there's a lot of us that are going to be releasing old stories, releasing past versions of ourselves, and maybe getting some new insights about new energy we want to bring in. Of course, the energy affects everybody differently, but specifically if you have a lot of placements in Aquarius, Leo, Scorpio, and Taurus, you're probably really feeling the tension right now. You're probably feeling the change, you know? And to me, I love astrology because it's before I was super tuned in, I was just like, Oh, why is this happening right now? You know, like why, why is this happening to me? And astrology has really helped me on my spiritual journey, observe my emotions and be like, Oh, there's a lot of chaotic energy right now. How am I responding? How am I reacting? Of course, we can't just blame everything on the transits, but it's just another lens to kind of be out of myself and observe myself, observe my emotions rather than just being so stuck in them. So anyway, there's a lot of shakeup happening. If you're feeling the tension, you're right on time. <laughs> okay. So Cause I was cool. feeling it. I'm like, I have to ask Olivia when she comes on today. <laughs> now that we have her all to ourselves. <laughs> so well, and the full moon is like a culmination point too. You know, if you follow the moon cycles, it's like the energy has been building for the past week and that can bring up a lot of anxiety for people yeah. but after the moon becomes full I like to feel like the moon is a cup you know every night it gets brighter we're filling the cup a little bit more and after the full moon it starts to overflow and we can start to release so mm -hmm. if you're finding this this episode this podcast in the days following August 11th which is when the full moon is maybe the week following this is a time to release let go shed those old layers, give yourself permission to just exhale. <laughs> so fabulous. I want to ask you because it must have taken a lot of courage, although it does sound like you were totally being led by spirit to make the changes that you made. Like you were then seeing all the signs and all the things that happen when we, when we're being led to a big, you know, change in our lives. So how did your family and friends, um, what did, what did they say? Did they look at you and go, Oh my gosh, you're you're crazy or were they supportive? Because I know there's a lot of women in transition over the last couple of years and not everybody has support. So how is that for you? Well, I will say first and foremost, I'm really lucky that my partner has a lot of Aquarius placements because he's very open-minded and very supportive. Um, even though he has the Capricorn too, and he can be pretty traditional and stable in some ways, he has been very supportive. And actually he's a big part of the reason that I decided I wanted to start live streaming because he was getting into cryptocurrency and NFTs and all that good stuff that got so popular during the pandemic. And he was starting to watch people live streaming. And one day he just said like, you're way better at being live than these people. You should do something like this. And I thought, well, what would I talk about? You know, like 
yeah, that'd be fun, but I don't know what I'd talk about. And so that was a kind of an inkling, like I would do want to do something. And then when astrology clicked, it was like, oh, no one is doing this. So I will say he was very supportive. I remember a conversation I had with my mom a little over a year ago. I was working in news. I called her after one of my live shots or something, and she's in escrow. Um, she's in real estate. So I asked her about refinancing and I said, I should probably do that sooner rather than later while I have a stable income, right? And she said, well, why wouldn't you have a stable income? And I was like, oh, you know, I'm just, I'm thinking about quitting. And she was like, well, why would you want to quit? And I just said, I'm not happy. And then she said, well, what are you going to do? And I said, I'm going to start my own morning show. And she just laughed. And I was like, no, I'm serious. I think I am. And she's like, where on TV? I said, no, online. I think I'm going to start a morning show online. And she just kind of took it with a grain of salt. I don't think she took me seriously, but recently we had a conversation and she said that she, luckily my parents know I'm very strong-willed and if I set my mind to something, I'm just going to do it. So there's really no point arguing with me. I'm an only child too. So they're just like, well, <laughs> this is, she's just going to do what she's going to do. Um, but my mom told me recently at first she was terrified for me to quit my stable job with the benefits, you know, she's very much in the generation that's conditioned to have the job, have the benefits, have that stability. But then she told me she had this moment where she realized like, I'm not, she's like, Olivia's not going to let herself fail. Olivia never lets herself fail. So I know if she is confident in this, she's going to be able to do it. My dad has a lot of Capricorn energy too. And he was just kind of like, oh, okay, whatever this woo woo thing you're doing. I don't know about this, but you know, I told him my plan and everything and told him that our business was doing well in the background and we were good to go. And with him, it's not so much that he told me not to, or told me to do so. It was just kind of, I'm going to let her do her thing. And then slowly we've had conversations where he's opening more to astrology and spirituality because I'm just showing up more authentically. And I'm just talking to him about spirits and angels and guardian angels and, you know, smelling his grandma and his house when I was watching his house and all these things. And um, so luckily he just has a very unconditional love for me. And both of my parents have like a deep trust in me, but of course I think they were freaked out at first. When, <laughs> and I've noticed too, that it's really challenged their egos um, and I, I say this with so much love, but for the longest time, some of them are probably still doing this. My family members, they would be like, oh, this is Olivia. She used to work for the local news station, mm -hmm. but now she does this, you know, mm -hmm. or they'd be like, well, what are you doing? Is it a podcast? You know, they just couldn't quite wrap their head around it. Um, and I think it is still taking some time for them to kind of detach from this um, pride that they had that, you know, I had such a visible career in the community they both grew up in and they could easily just say like, Oh, do you watch this channel? She's on this channel. You know, it was mm -hmm. definitely something that boosted their pride and their ego. And I think they had to kind of <laughs> grieve that a little bit when I left. Um, so that was an interesting process to watch mm -hmm. unfold, but you know, slowly but surely they're going to see everything I'm doing and what it's amounting to. And I am confident. And I know that they trust that 
everything that is happening with me is happening for a reason and that what I'm doing now is going to make even more of an impact than I was making before. Absolutely. And you know, when you show up as a visible woman in the community and you choose be, and you are true to yourself and you show other women how to do that as well, it's very inspiring. But we do want to ask um, just a couple more questions because we want to know about Goddess Night Out, because that is something that we're going to actually be with you on August 26th. We're so excited to participate. And um, but we want to know more about how that came about because astrologer, TV news anchor, you know, videographer with your husband. I mean, all the things that you're doing, a podcaster, and then Goddess Night Out. How did that drop in? You know, <laughs> that's a great question. So I was actually at a concert in Tahoe last December with one of my best friends and just dancing and feeling myself. And, you know, my partner was with me, but he'll dance for a little bit. And then he just goes and sits down and lets me do my thing. So I'm at this concert and dancing with my friends and a guy comes up to me. And luckily one of my friends who was a guy, I just turned around and I was like, Oh, protect me. Like, I don't want this guy to come dance with me, you know? And in that moment, it was like, I just want to dance with all women. I just want a safe space to dance with all women. I think most of us can relate to being out dancing in a club environment or in any sort of social environment and wondering what vibe am I sending out? Am I being too seductive? Am I being seductive enough? You know, it's just kind of this mental head game. And so I got this idea. I want to start a women's dance night. I let it sit for a couple months. I just kept saying it. I want to start something like this. I want to start something like this. And then the idea goddess night out came in and what I always do if I have like a business idea or an idea to create something is I, I will secure the Instagram handle and goddess night out was available. So I just started goddess night out on Instagram and I didn't post anything for months and I got 50 followers and I was like, well, that's weird. People are just drawn to the words goddess night out without even knowing what it is. And so I brought on a few other women, started to come up with the concept of this women's dance night in Sacramento for conscious women. So it's a non-alcoholic space. It's a sober space and it's a safe space for women to come together and be in our bodies. And after the first one, it was just such a powerful experience of just being free in my body. And, you know, I grew up dancing, taking dance classes. I'm very comfortable dancing. Um, but free dancing is different than being told, you know, this is the proper way to do it, or this is how it's supposed to look just being in your body. And, you know, it's just even more freeing, not being in this no judgment zone, not worrying about how it looks. You're not trying to be attractive. We've literally had women on the floor, just like, writhing around, you know, because that's how their body wanted to move. And we always set the precedent in the container. There's no right or wrong way to do this. This is just a space to be in your body. And so we do different workshops each month around the energy of the full moon as well, where, um, you know, we bring in different 
facilitators, different kinds of movement. We've done a sensuality workshop. We are doing a hula hooping workshop this weekend, actually, at our next goddess night out. So they're always different. The energy is totally different. We bring in different female DJs. We have different sound healers to close every event. Uh, we have different vendors and we always have a tarot reader. So it's just like a, a ladies night for conscious women to come together, connect with themselves, most importantly, but also make connections with other people, too. And when I really knew I was onto something was actually when I went to another dance experience that was an all gender experience, um, an ecstatic dance, which I love as well. I went by myself because I really wanted to feel what it would be like to show up to one of our events by yourself and just, you know, have compassion for that experience. And it's a safe space as well. There are rules at ecstatic dance, but I just noticed that me and my head and my body, I was not fully present. I was wondering, how do I look? And am I being too much? Am I sending yeah. out the wrong signals? You know, my partner wasn't with me. So I wanted to make sure I'm like, not attracting anyone in that way. And it's just such a freeing experience. If you've never danced with all women, and you are a woman, it's like next level. It's a mm -hmm. spiritual experience in itself. Wow, oh, that's so fantastic. And so how how can they find more about the goddess night out how often do you have those we do them every month right around the full moon um usually right after we do them in midtown sacramento at the clara the auditorium at clara and it's this beautiful building original building from the 1920s with original hardwood floors it's super magical you can find all the details about not only our upcoming goddess night out events, but other workshops. We also have a community calendar where any woman can add her events to the calendar. We really want to promote women's events or events for women. And all of it's at goddessnightout.org or just at goddessnightout on Instagram. Beautiful. We love that. Well, are you ready for rapid fire questions? Yes, let's do it. <laughs> okay. So I'm going to ask you, what would you be your favorite favorite thing to bring to a desert island if you could bring just one thing what would you bring can I bring my dog is that a yes. thing? <laughs> okay so my dog <laughs> what is your go-to like favorite meal Ooh, macaroni and cheese mm. oh mac and cheese what what is your <laughs> what is your uh, favorite podcast I remember you talking about your podcast so which ones are on your top top two I love Glennon Doyle's podcast. I can't remember the name of it right now, but she has a great podcast. My friend Court has a podcast called Saturn Return Diaries, where she just talks to different people about their Saturn return experiences. Wow. I love that podcast. And of course yours, Recharge the Soul. Ah, thank you. you. We love that. Um, what, where is your favorite place to vacation? Like your favorite place in the world? Oh, well, I have only been here once, but Greece is amazing and I want to go back. Mm -hmm. So I had an amazing experience on the island of Hydra. It was my first time jumping into the Mediterranean and it was so freeing and I just can't wait till I get to go back to the Greek islands. Oh my gosh. We're going in October. We, we can't, we've never been. So we are so excited. Mm -hmm. So what? magical. How did you meet your husband? Oh, you met him at what was at your work? And when you first saw him, did you know he was the one? 
Yes. Um, that's a whole other story in itself and I won't get into the details, but his name is Julian. I was actually dating someone else named Julian at the time and it wasn't going great. He was in another relationship. The first day I ever went on air at that station, we worked together. It was the first time I met him. I had the wrong earpiece and I freaked out five minutes before going on air and looked at him and said, oh my gosh, I don't have the right AFB. And then our eyes locked. He said, use mine. And I heard a voice that was not my own say, this is the person you're going to marry. So Months of guilt ensued thinking, how can I like, no, this is so terrible. I'm already with someone with the same name, trying to make it work with this person. And you know how the universe works. Eventually mm -hmm. we ended up together and um, just a lot of synchronicities. His last name is two letters off from my first name. O-L-I-V-A-S is his last name. So again, I was like, how could I be with someone? I, this is so ridiculous, but <laughs> Oh my God. That's what happened. Oh <laughs> um, and we'll do this as your last question. What's next for you? More balance and travel, travel. I'm going to Europe in September. So finding more fun and balance in all of the amazing projects I'm working on. Oh my gosh. What a joy it has been spending this time with you. And um, Bailey will be posting all of the, all of your connection, how to get a hold of you. But if you would like to say so here as well, what's the best way to catch you? The spiritualjournalist.com is the easiest way to find me because De Janeiro is very hard for people to spell. So hearing it over a podcast, it's like, what, how did you spell that? Um, but Instagram, I'm always on Instagram and I'm sure you'll add those links there. You can find all of my contact information at the spiritualjournalist.com too. Uh, thank you so much for coming on. You are such a plethora of knowledge. I just kind of want to pick your brain for a couple hours, but I know you have things to do. Um, and yeah, for everybody that's listening, of course, like we said, you can find Olivia below. She posts amazing lives every single morning um, where you can look at the transits. And yeah, thank you guys so much for being here and sharing your time with us at Recharge the Soul. If you guys have any questions, um, you can also find us below. But until next time, we love you all so, so much. Yeah, we are so grateful and we will talk to you next week. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye.